This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's give Jesus a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Allow me to pray. In fact, let me acknowledge in, in absentia, I want to greet mom and dad, Dr. Theos, and Dr. Bev. I feel honored indeed to be part of the celebration and share the word of God. It's my home for the last 31 years, unbroken service. And I thank God. Hallelujah. And also, I just want to say before we sit down, while I'm still acknowledging our parents, my wife and I, Dorothy, sitting there, you know, there are three things that we always mention. Number one, which is a miracle. If you are born again, to me it's a miracle. I don't know about you. And then once you're born again, your eyes are opened. Then we realize that you have, a, you have a father and a mother. It's another miracle. And number three, once you go to ministry, you realize that you have a good partner who is going to work with you, not against you. It's another miracle. Hallelujah. So we are grateful for this ministry, what we actually were taught here and what we became. And we cannot take it lightly. We appreciate. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray. As before we start, Heavenly Father, you are the Lord God, the Son, and Shield, the provider of grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord God, that you are omniscient, omnipresent. You are a loving God, God of justice. I'm just a servant of God, and in your presence I decrease to allow you to increase. May your word, O God, be taken by the wind of the Spirit, Lord, to each and every heart, bringing hope, revelation that shall come forth, dispelling fear and doubt, a good understanding so that faith will arise in abundance. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, in your presence, no man shall be glorified. That is why in advance, I give you the honor, the praise, and the glory. For all that shall be revealed and accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, give Jesus a hand of praise. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Wow. Last night, there was a move. I don't know if all of us were here. Can I see how many of us were here last night? Praise the name of Jesus. That was excellent. That was excellent. It has to be an apostle of the house. The Bible says, you know, the kingdom of God has to be built upon, you know, the foundations of the prophets and the apostles. And the Bible says we have to legislate in the heavenlies, legislate in the spiritual realm. Has to be an apostle who is leading us into that area, especially in this country of our South Africa. Hallelujah. So we are blessed to have an apostle like her. Like him and her. Hallelujah. Now, family of God, I'm not going to waste your time. We have I've entitled the message, Keys in the Course of the Kingdom. At the same, I'm going to thank or appreciate and acknowledge all the people, the panel who preached since the beginning of Monday. And I can also say, without doubt, with confidence to say, you know, I believe my life has become a better life, listening to such wonderful and great men of God. Amen. Shall we give them a hand of praise, please? I believe I would not be doing any justice if I don't acknowledge this pan, I mean the staff, CFC staff, such excellent work that has been portrayed in this place. We are grateful indeed. 
the organization and everything that we saw. I really, really want to thank God for them. And I want to say, according to the word of God, as you continue to work, the Bible says, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain, but is in the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, my scripture portion that I'm going to share, it's found in the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, if you have your Bible, Matthew 6. I'll read two verses because of time given. And the background of it is when Jesus went to a place called Caesarea in Philippi. The Bible says he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man was? We know there has been a number of versions who Jesus was. But he redirected the question again. to, to, to In fact, he, he asked generally, and then he asked also, redirect the question to his disciples. And then also there was some... Uh, Peter who came in just to exactly to explain who Jesus was. But I'm not going there because I'm going to read in verse 18. The Bible says, and I say also unto thee. Just after he has just, once he got it right, then Jesus said to him, and I say also unto thee, thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Meaning against the church of God. And I believe, according to Jesus, the gates of hell shall not prevail against CFC International in the name of Jesus. Verse 19, he said, and I will give unto thee the kings of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bound on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth, it shall be loosed. In heaven. Now for us to understand, maybe I should just take you back. What happened? Why kids now? We all know. When we go back in the book of Genesis, there was a time our forefather called Adam. The Bible says he messed up greatly. He was given authority, power to become a God on earth. But something happened. Deception came. And thereafter, there was disobedience. But also if we look at the picture, the whole picture, I'm a person who always likes to imagine. You know, when God came, you know, to Adam, I don't think he said, oh, God, what happened to you? Please can you just me? I, I think there was more, there, there, there was this eagerness. There was this thing to say something has happened. Adam, where thou art? We know that God knew where exactly Adam was. But really the tone was not just a light tone. Where thou art? You wonder what, why, you know, the ostrich, the tactics of ostrich, of, of hiding, you know, of hiding a head on a sand. I think Adam the same. He was just hiding in the sand, but the whole body was just outside. You know, Adam, where are you? He said, no, no, me, Adam. Me, Adam, it's not me, Adam. What are you saying? He said, it's the madam. I think the title of a madam comes from there. It's the madam. Who is madam? No, I, I meant Saint, Saint Eve. Who is Saint Eve? Probably they call a cow to explain. Now the cow, the cow can't read Saint. You know in English, Saint Eve. No, the cow said, no, it's Steve. <laughs> then it was Adam and Steve. Then it was a mess. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, family of God, 
I thought you would laugh, huh? Yes, that's better. <laughs> Breaking some ice. But on the real note, the, the kingdom of God went, but Jesus and God made a plan to bring it back. And then now Jesus went down to, to take the keys, to come back, to unlock the heavens, the gates of the heavens. And I is promising the church. I think this is a prescription. This is how the church, uh, uh, this is how Jesus prescribes to the church. He brought a specification of building a church. He said, this time, you, I'm going to give you keys, and upon these keys, you are going to build the church. And the church of God shall be established without disobedience, without anything that is going to stop the church of God. And that's how Jesus came out in Matthew uh, uh, chapter 16 in, in, in verse 18. And seven, uh, 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 verse uh, uh, six, uh, uh, oh, let me read it again, Jesus. And verse 19, and I will give you unto the keys of the kingdom, verse 19. And whatsoever that shall bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Now, I like what Dr. Theo said yesterday, you know, because now the gates are going to be a problem. Whatever problem that we're going to face as a church are gates. And now for us to be able to conquer the gates, you need a proper key. And now this key is the authority that Jesus is bringing back. Saying so you can go all over and do the work of God, but make sure that you've got the proper keys. And these keys will work for the church, will make the church to continue to work without any hindrance. Hallelujah. Now I also look at the nature of these gates. Because when I look in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, it talks about two gates. There's a gate that is narrow and there's a gate that is wider. Now, when I, when I, I try to, 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 to really to focus, I realize also the Bible says, you know, this other, you know, yeah, this other gate, it's narrow where more people, less people are actually going through the narrow gate, but more people are going through the wider gate. And in my spirit, I'm saying it cannot stay like this. It does not rule out the fact that this could change whereby more people will go through the gate which leads to life, unlike going through the gate that leads to death. But for the reason that the, you know, the, the gate that's taking people to hell is wider than the gate that takes people to life, that must change in the name of Jesus. Hence, now we've been given keys, and we must use this key properly as children of God. And I thank God for this change. That we've been taught faith. And I believe one of the keys is faith. Hallelujah. Can someone say faith? faith. In Hebrew 10 verse 38, the Bible says, Now the just shall live by faith. In other words, if we want to live, number one, the Bible said the just shall live by faith. Every day of our life, whatever that we're going to do in our life, we have to walk by faith. And further it says, if any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. If we draw back from walking with faith, the Bible says God will have no pleasure in us. Same again, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible says we cannot please God without faith. Faith, it has to be order of life. Faith, it has to be that key that all of us are going to use. If you don't know which key you want to use, please, you can buy the books. Daddy has got books about faith. The, the power of, of, of positive thinking, I mean, the, the, the power of positive words. There you can find a package of faith. 
Hallelujah. The just is to live by faith. Now for the just to live by faith, there is not something else again. The Bible says it has to be a habit. And when you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 14, the Bible says we are having, you know, we having the same spirit of faith according to that which is written. I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we shall speak. Meaning that speaking has to be in order of day. Whatever that you speak, this is what you shall receive in the name of Jesus. So meaning that for us to maintain what happened last night. Oh my God, I always refer to last night. Because what happened last night, I believe it's a beginning of great day. There is a shift in the spiritual realm. Something is getting up for the church of God. Nothing shall ever stop the move of God. But we shall speak until we attain. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. We have to have a spirit. You know, if you're a soccer player, you must have a spirit of soccer. If you are a rugby player, you have the spirit of, but we are Christian, we shall have the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where we shall speak, something shall come to, am I speaking to somebody in this place? Praise the name of Jesus. That's all we're taught in this place. We speak and speak until something happens. And I'm telling you, if you can't speak, there is somebody called Mr. Doubt. And once doubt creeps in, that's the beginning. That's what happened to Adam. He doubted God, he doubted whatever. Because the, the snake said, you know, do you think this is real? And he doubted. That was a fall. And a doubt is a dangerous thing that could pull someone down. If you don't believe you, go to Nazareth. The people of Nazareth, they doubted Jesus. They doubted his ability to save them. And thereafter, they allowed the prince of doubt to rule over them. What was meant for them couldn't really work for them. They, they were supposed to be people who are rejoicing. I mean, Nazareth was supposed to become a Mecca. But the Bible said Jesus couldn't do any, any, couldn't do any work of a miracle because of the unbelief. So now for us to do away with unbelief, speak, speak, my friends, speak, family, speak, pastor. We have to speak until something happens. Hallelujah. And now here's something that happened. Now Jesus being rejected, couldn't do anything. The Bible says he went to a place called Capernaum. I don't know if I pronounce it. You know in South Africa, there's no lack of better way. If I can't say it well, I say it in Tswana. <laughs> you just say it with any Capernaum. <laughs> and he went to Capernaum. As he went there, you, you can say it the way you want. But there's a cup or something there. <laughs> You, 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 you see, you know, in Nazareth, who benefited in Nazareth? The people were supposed to benefit, but it's only the demons who, who actually benefited because they refused the key that was going to destroy the demons. And the demons said, now we have something to rejoice because now we are going to deal with the people of Nazareth. Now he went to Capernaum, who welcomed, who saw Jesus when he came as demons? Son of, son of God, have you come to torment us before time? So meaning that the demons were deprived, I mean, the demons were deprived in Capernaum, but people benefited because the lame came and they were healed in the name of Jesus. The church of God must move on. We can't be stopped now. Hallelujah. I say we can't be stopped now. We have the keys of the kingdom. He went down. The Bible says, you know, he did something spectacular. To get the keys. And he presented to the church. Me and you have the keys. We don't have time to play. 
The little time that we have on earth is about time. Every one of us, we make a decision to say, I'm going to pray as never before. I'm going to fight as never before. I'm going to worship as never before. I'm going to do my part as never before. Every minute that I have, I'll do my part. I've committed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'll do my part as long as I'm alive. When I got born again, 1988, my wife and I, same time, we came to the Lord. And then the devil wanted to kill me 13 times. I was 25 years by then, meaning that every two years there was a war to kill me. I was three. I, I, I ate a poison, carbolic acid. But I survived. I survived. Hallelujah. I survived. But I didn't know why, Lord. I, I was not born again. There, there was a time when I was six. My, 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 my father was, was using a, a bath, you know, to, and she poured hot water as a child, a six-year-old, and I threw myself into the bath. I thought I'm trying to learn to swim. That is why even today I can't swim. <laughs> can't swim. Me and water, not WhatsApp group. <laughs> Hallelujah. Family, God has been good to my life. There was a time 10 years ago, my wife went blind, blind total blind. She was blind. You, you, you read of Bartholomew, something, Bartholomew. Bar. Thank you, thank you, Dr. John. Bar. Hallelujah. I'm not Greek. Eh? <laughs> she went blind for about four months. We didn't know what the problem was. We took her to the doctor. We took her to hospital. The doctor said to us, there's nothing we can do, but we'll try. She was admitted for about five days. But I remember the second day, something happened. My two daughters were praying. Some of them are there. You know, they, they, they were praying in a room next to my room at night. My wife, she's not there. She's in hospital. And then I, I, I was woken by my daughters praying at night. And I realized I cannot disturb them. Because I could hear they're calling, mommy's coming back. Mommy's going to see. And as they were praying, I never disturbed them. I just woke up and I sit on a bed. The room was dark. I didn't even want to, to, you know, to put the lights on. I started to intercede just to, to join that intercessory motion that was going on. And then as, as, I, as they were praying, as they were praying, there was one thing. I needed a confirmation. Lord, how, what is going to happen? Is this the end of ministry? Do I have to go back to my home? But God, you know, there was still voice that said, you are going to see. You are going to see something is going to happen. Got a confirmation. Immediately after I heard that in my spirit, I'm in a dark room and the light just came up like just like that. Nobody touched the light. Nobody did that. The light just came in. It's not a myth. The light, I knew this was a confirmation. That means where there is darkness, the light will come back. Where there is darkness, the light will come back. God is the light of this world. And God and darkness cannot mix. But I can tell you, it was not easy. It took on some time. My wife, she's a good, a good, a good person when coming to faith. She just spoke the word. She just continued to speak the word. I can tell you, she spoke the word. She forgave everyone whom she thought she might have offended. I remember this time I took it, she came out of hospital and I took her to see a doctor. And as she was talking to the doctor, 
And I think the doctor was annoyed because there were a lot of scriptures that were coming out. And the doctor just moved away. He went to another room. Because she was not seeing, she said, doctor, I'm going to see according to the word of God. And I'm going to see according. Then I said to my wife, the doctor has just left. He said, I don't care whether the doctor is here or not. I'm going to see. Going to see. Doctor or no doctor, there is a great physician in heaven. His name is Jesus. I'm going to see. After three months, we were in our lunch room sitting there. I was wearing a tracksuit, which was black and white. Adidas one. And then, and, oh, sorry to, to mention it. I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't, you know. <laughs> and she said, are you wearing, you know, a black and white tracksuit? I said, yes. He said, now I can see. The vision was coming back gradually. The more she confessed, the more she said, the vision came back. Hallelujah. She can see now. She can drive now. She can preach now. Hallelujah. That's the kingdom of God. If you serve God well, there is a reward for the kingdom of God. We can't play with time that we have. We are going all over the world. We are, we are preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Who can open his blind eyes. If he did it then, he can do it now. If he can do it to us, the Masangus can do to ever. Praise the name of Jesus. You know, when we're talking about faith, the Bible speaks of you. As much as we're going to say, use faith, but also you need to forgive your brother. In Matthew 25, forgiveness is key. It's a key. You cannot apply faith without forgiveness. There's nothing that we shall receive from God if we don't forgive. And I, I, I know it came up very, you know, it came out. Yesterday we're praying that I know, you know, someone was preaching, talked about uh, uh, forgiveness. Forgiveness is key. There was a gentleman who was tormenting us. He was tormenting our church. And then we came to a conference and daddy preached about forgiveness and what he went through. Dr. Bev, I believe whatever that you have gone through, it was not for you, it was also for us. I realize in life when you go through something, it's for other people. gentleman tormented us he did things they wanted even to close our church he influenced the politician influenced everybody to close our church there was a time when i wanted to throttle him but i realized it's not gonna work it's not gonna work you're a pastor you're a man of god decided to forgive hallelujah it's a well-known person then I forgive the person. I said, I forgive you, my brother. And to show that I actually forgiven him, I found him in our yard. He used to come and talk about things and do things in our yard. And I found him there and I hugged him. Brother, God loves you and I love you. And I was released. Because if we don't do that, I, I, I know uh, President Franklin, he said some words. He said, if you don't forgive your offender, you are actually... If you don't forgive your offender, you are actually locking yourself in the same room. You're just the same. Same prison. And now, if you don't forgive and you avenge yourself to your offender, you put yourself under. But now, if you decide to forgive your offender, the Bible says you put yourself above. Just like Joseph. 
forgave his brothers, and then he became a prime minister in Egypt. I forgive this gentleman, and then something happened. I think a month later, I got a call. Someone called our office, wanted to see us, and we made an appointment, and she came. She was a lady, and she said, Pastor, you were preaching at the funeral, and I heard you're preaching at the funeral, and God started to speak to me to bless your building fund. I said, wow. At first, you know, sometimes we always judge the book by its cover. If you look at a person, in our language, you have a PF, a puza face, you're a drinking face. Maybe I must come back. I didn't trust the person. I just gave the account. I said, no, please go. You can do it in the bank. And I can tell you she was so honest. She did that and she came back and it was paid, paid in our account. And the same amount that he paid is exactly what he wanted to buy the land cash. He bought it cash. But here's something. I call her, ask her, who you, what, what's your name, where do you come from? And she said, my name is Soroso, and I come from this church of this pastor. Guess who is this pastor? It's the one that I forgave. The man that we forgave. I said, but how come that you come to us? He said, no, no, our church is well taken care of, but God, you know, wanted me to give it to your church. And today we do have that land paid full with owing no one. Hallelujah. And I believe as a church of God, we are moving forward. The church of God is unstoppable. We have the keys. Whatever that we declare, we decree shall come to pass. And I believe lives is going to be changed in Jesus' mighty name. Our, I mean, our, the churches will never be the CFC and apostle has spoken. All we just receive, we do. We just run with the vision of God. It's time when we're gonna not, we're not going to retire or going to refire. It is time that we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And I believe we are not going to die before we see and perceive what the Lord has promised us. This is the time that we are growing even higher in heaven. This is the time when we are going to see the move of God as never before. It started last night. We need to move on. Use every key, use every opportunity, and talk about Jesus. Talk about the love of Jesus. Let's do what we need to do in these last days. This is the time, oh my God, this is the time when we are going to see greater miracles. Every one of us, we carry a miracle. Can I tell you something? You yourself, you are a miracle. If you need a miracle, look at yourself. You will realize that you have been perfectly made by God. You are in the image of God. What? can stop God that is in you. But we need to begin to speak in the name of Jesus. Say hallelujah. Confess with me, please, family. Say CFC is my home. I'm moving forward. Backward never. I am a child of the living God. Every promise, every promise, that God has given to me, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. I'm not a failure. I am a winner. Give God end of praise. Hallelujah.
Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 